Welcome to Stop Shopping Radio. I'm Reverend Billy. We are activists. We face violence. The years of Bayer and Monsanto, the people losing their farms, the dead bees, the cancer. The police here in New York last year, Black Lives Matter, kettled, gassed, arrested, processed, jailed without a mask. That's the way they cover up their violence. They say, you can beat the rap, but you gotta take the ride, go to jail. Next week, Teddy Tam Tam, co-editor with myself of this radio show, Hello Teddy. We will go with our composer-singer from the Church of Stop Shopping Choir, Sunder Ganglani, out to Minnesota to join the Anishinaabe Lakota people in their prayer walk from the pipeline to St. Paul, the state capital. That gas and oil company, Enbridge, with its tar sands, it is corrupting the police who are violently arresting people every day, corrupting local politicians. We will go there. We will beat the rap if we can, but we will take the ride because we must. Now Bayer is pulling its carcinogenic herbicide pesticide Roundup off the shelves, off the retail shelves of the garden centers of the United States. And they say they're doing it because they're experiencing too many lawsuits from us. They admit nothing about the violence, the cancer, the tens of thousands of farmers suing them, trying to get some money together for their families before they die. We are activists. We face violence. But we will come back and take the ride again.
Let us muse for a moment on the flight of Apis mellifera, the honeybee. I'll choose my odd words carefully. Let's start with the finding of just bloomed flowers by the bee that scouts for the hive. The dancing language of the scout bees, the communicating of a map to a new source of flowery nutrition miles from the hive, is miraculous. It's as if the Holy Spirit became a swarm, and the swarm broke up into many beings, each meandering purposefully across the land, spreading the intelligence of the original spirit. The scout bee travels miles away from the hive, mapping out the land. On her flight back from her reconnaissance journey, she is seen by sentry bees, and the hive is alerted. The scout prepares her report. The news will come in a performance for the buzzy audience inside the swirly ball of paper that we call the hive. Yes, they actually have stages inside those swirly gray paper medicine balls. She dances. Let us count the ways. She emits pheromone-like perfumes. She drums with her feet and vibrates her abdomen under the high hat of her wings which beat at 70 times a second. The choreographic line of her dance on the high floor is a super-precise compass needle pointing to the flower miles away. Soon, hundreds of bees fly off, knowing exactly where to go. This literally is a language. Entomologists accept that the Scout Bees Dancing Report is a language. For years... Human scientists resisted this idea because our chauvinist species only wants intelligence in animals to manifest in cuties like dolphins, chimps, elephants. But now the intelligence of the hive must be included in this pantheon. It has been discovered that this map-making dance performed inside the hive and affectionately called the waggle dance by entomologists triangulates the position of the sun with the spinning of the earth and the location of the hive. The scout bee makes a better map than any kind of GPS. Let's go deeper into this. Researchers recently noted that after the first waggle dance is completed and that audience departs for the distant flowers, then another stage will be prepared for another dance in another part of the hive. When the scout bee prepares her report for this second audience, her geometry changes, her language changes. Why? Well, say that the first dance report took 20 minutes. 
To begin her second report, she makes an adjustment in her second dance, adjusts her percussion, her buzzing melodies and pheromones and angling dance to account for the precise change in the relative positions of the earth and the sun and the hive. Honey Belooia. The earth cannot be replaced because it is mostly unknown to us. We can only extract, kill, copy, and replace that which is clearly understood. Meanwhile, 98% of the earth looms around us unknown as we murder plants and animals and each other. We keep finding out how incredible the life of the bee is, but the slow coming into the known, into human knowledge, suggests that what we don't know and may never know goes as deep into mystery as the stars or love or death. Does this impact your impulse to copy and improve on nature? In the case of the honeybees, it seems that what is unknown to humans has been running the whole show. Extinction is real. Extinction is here. We better say I love you before we disappear. Extinction number six. One, two, three, four, five. Do something to remember if someone does survive. Extinction number six. One, two, three, four, five. Do something to remember if someone does survive. Welcome to News from the Natural World. I'm Savitri D. 
In a major victory for activists, Bear Monsanto announced they would no longer sell Roundup or its primary agent glyphosate in the U.S. consumer market beginning in 2022. Glyphosate is a known carcinogen and the most commonly used herbicide in the world. Bayer Monsanto is currently facing thousands of wrongful death and injury lawsuits in the U.S. The company has not announced plans for a phase-out in other parts of the world, prompting calls for renewed activism and regulation. The National Observatory of Athens Weather Service registered the highest temperature ever officially recorded in the country, 115.3 degrees Fahrenheit, in the central Greek region of Thyotis. More than 300 people have been rescued from slave labor conditions at illegal mines across Brazil since 2008, with most of these outfits operating in the Amazon and mining for gold. 333 workers were rescued in a series of 31 law enforcement raids over the past 13 years. The extent of these rescues has never been revealed before. In all the raids, workers are found in precarious conditions, without adequate accommodation facilities or bathrooms consuming contaminated water and improvised food, working without protective equipment, on exhausting journeys and without formal employment, and often subjected to accumulated debts with the owners of the mines, most of them illegal. Under Brazilian laws, such conditions constitute slave labor. Glaciers and ice caps in parts of the Russian Arctic are losing meltwater equivalent to nearly 5 million Olympic-sized swimming pools every year. To simplify small electronics recycling, researchers have developed a two-metal nanocomposite for circuits that disintegrates when submerged in water. They demonstrated the circuits in a prototype transient device, a functional smartwatch that dissolved within 40 hours. About 100 additional wolves died over the winter in Wisconsin as a result of the delisting of gray wolves under the Endangered Species Act, alongside the 218 wolves killed by licensed hunters during Wisconsin's first public wolf hunt. A majority of these additional uncounted deaths are due to cryptic poaching, where poachers hide evidence of illegal killings. A massive wolf call is underway in Idaho. 90% of the state's estimated 1,500 wolves could be killed. It's unclear how many hunters will respond to Idaho lawmakers' call to kill more than 1,300 wolves. New legislation liberalizes trapping rules and increases funding to professional bounty hunters, a process that can include shooting them from helicopters. About 2,000 light years away from Earth, there is a star catapulting toward the edge of the Milky Way at over 2 million miles an hour. This particular star, known as LP4365, is one of a unique breed of fast-moving stars, remnant pieces of massive white dwarf stars that have survived in chunks after a gigantic stellar explosion. The star will soon leave the galaxy. Wild pigs are releasing around 4.9 million metric tons of carbon dioxide annually across the globe, the equivalent of 1.1 million cars. The pigs uproot carbon trapped in soil through digging. When soils are disturbed from humans plowing in a field, or in this case from wild animals uprooting, carbon is released into the atmosphere. Since soil contains nearly three times as much carbon than in the atmosphere, even a small fraction of carbon emitted from soil has the potential to accelerate climate change. Researchers have used predictive population models coupled with advanced mapping techniques and believe the ever-expanding population of feral pigs could be a significant threat to the climate. 
Coastal sands are so-called biocatalytic filters with strange and wonderful properties. Hundreds of thousands of bacteria live on each grain of sand, and the sand acts like a giant purifying filter, processing things like nitrogen and carbon from the seawater that flows through the sands. Much of what the seawater washes into the ground does not come out again. New research from NOAA found that personal care products such as hairspray, sunscreen, and deodorant can generate half or more of the volatile organic compounds in an urban area. Volatile organic compounds, VOCs, are a class of carbon compounds and are a primary ingredient in forming ground-level ozone. Ground-level ozone is created by chemical reactions between oxides of nitrogen and VOCs, combined with the reaction under sunlight, one reason why it is likely to reach unhealthy levels on hot, sunny days in a city. In the past three weeks, more than 1,700 tons of dead fish and other marine organisms and debris have washed ashore along beaches near Tampa Bay. They were killed by an overgrowth of toxic algae known as red tide that came inland earlier this summer. Scenes from western Florida are startling. Fish carcasses dotting beaches for miles. A backhoe lifting a 400-pound goliath grouper out of the water. Hundreds of sharks swimming through neighborhoods and hordes of maggots wriggling along the shore. Climate scientists have detected warning signs of the collapse of the Gulf Stream, one of the planet's major currents and a potential tipping point for the climate. The research found an almost complete loss of stability over the last century of the currents that researchers called Atlantic Meridional Overturning Circulation, or AMOC. The currents are already at their slowest point in at least 1,600 years, but the new analysis shows they may be nearing a shutdown. Such an event would have catastrophic consequences around the world, severely disrupting the rains that billions of people depend on for food in India, South America, and West Africa increasing storms and lowering temperatures in Europe, and pushing up sea levels in eastern North America. It would also further endanger the Amazon rainforest and the Antarctic ice sheets. The complexity of the AMOC system and uncertainty over levels of future global heating make it impossible to forecast the date of any collapse for now. It could be within a decade or two or several centuries away. Well, Enbridge Line 3 is owned by the Enbridge Corporation, the Canadian multinational that also owns the pipe under the Straits of Mackinac. And, um, you know, it's a really risky Canadian corporation, 225 subsidiaries with all the money kept in Canada, and they're shoving this pipeline down our throat. And uh, about a month ago, the Minnesota DNR, which is probably the most corrupt agency in the state of Minnesota, allocated 5 billion gallons of water to Enbridge in the middle of a drought. They knew about the appropriation request in November. In December, they began under studying it and they didn't even notify the tribes until May and then they issued the permit in June. Five billion gallons in the worst drought in history. You know, our rivers are down 50%, 75% and yet this pipeline is marching ahead in the middle of this drought. And you know, ironically, you're looking here and like more and more money is being divested from the tar sands. I mean, the Saudi sovereign fund, you know, divested uh, like $3 billion from, this, from the tar sands and Chevron and and uh, New York Pension Fund and Royal Dutch Shell, they're all looking at doing this. It's like the last tar sands pipeline, and Enbridge wants to shove it down our throats, and our Anishinaabe people and water protectors have been standing strong. And you got to say, like, who wants to be the la- have the last tar sands pipeline? It's the end of the party. 
back to the Reverend again. How are you? How was your Earth Church service? Here we are. It's time to say so long and dedicate our next traveling to Minnesota. That's what we're doing. I know you're traveling somewhere too. And I wish you health and safety and adventure. We're going to be going to Minnesota. I say we, Sunder, Teddy, and myself. And we will be talking to people. The Anishinaabe and the Lakota and the Ojibwe people and all the allies in Minnesota trying to face down the Enbridge Gas Company. And we'll be talking to them about how they feel and what's occurring to them. What are they dreaming of? What are they afraid of? What makes them feel good? Get that whole story because it helps us as activists. Activists shared with activism. You know, we, we share each other's stories and we keep that activism going. Are you with me? Because they have, they have, they have some tactics. Uh, one of the big tactics I'm aware of here, just listening to Monsanto, just listening to Enbridge, and just listening to the uh, New York City cops in this previous half hour, one thing I'm aware of is how violent people point their fingers at nonviolent people and call the nonviolent people violent. Did you feel that? That's what they say. You are illegal. And you, you are making us all unsafe. And you hate America. That, they all do that. And they're trained to do that by their marketers. They're by their press release people. But they all have that one, that one line of reasoning. A peace activist walks up to them and they look at that peace person and they say, you are violent for opposing me. And so being a peace person is something you just have to keep replenishing, re-emboldening, reminding our fellow activists, we're the peace people here, teaching each other how to stay peaceful. It's an ongoing and ongoing growing, isn't it? It's a knowing and a growing. Amen. Let's do that together. Earth Alleluia. I'm feeling it. I'm ready to go out there. How, how an activist event like this, this showdown with this enormous corporation, how that radiates out across the issues, across the campaigns that so many of us have, wherever we are, whatever corner of the earth we are. We help each other with, with our activism. Keep sending it up, sending it out in our songs, in our testimony. Amen. I want to thank some people. Teddy Tam Tam, Savitri D. I want to thank Jason Candler and Brendan Burke. I want to thank the uh, Fire Eagles of Justice and the Church of Stop Shopping Gospel Choir. I want to thank Winona LaDuke and her testimony. And I want to thank you. I want to thank Pantheon Podcast for sending us to the podcast networks. And Neil Young and his community at Neil Young Archives, the Times Contrarian. Thank you for posting our work there. Amen. Have a good week. This is Reverend Billy. Earth-a-looyah. Earth-a-looyah.